We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Genesis Invitational. DraftKings picks, preview, and the play, the best plays lineup on DraftKings this week. You want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings? That's pretty easy. Just hit the description and join the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. The link is down there. Three max entry, $15 to play, no rake thus. Making it the best tournament on DraftKings. Highly apologize for the video quality and audio quality of this show. We tried to record this before I left to go to Las Vegas. Alas, the pricing never came out, so we couldn't do the show. So here I am waking up at 6 a.m. Pacific time, which is not bad because it's like 10 a.m. my time, so that works out perfectly fine for me. But here we are, so it's either this or it's no show. So please smash the like button to the episode in the comment section. Give me your two favorite 6K plays, sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the newsletter, and help me introduce Ben Raza from awesomeo.com. What's going on, dude? What's up, man? Yeah, you're uh, hitting the road, playing a road game here, I see, but I'm excited to get into it. I love Genesis. It's a good stretch. I like waste management. I like Genesis. Sets the table for a good run of golf. Just remind me next week for Honda, take like losers, play like three good guys and a bunch of losers at the Honda, because that's usually who ends up making the cut. Noted. Uh, Honda does not treat me well. That's why we got to get the most uh, out of this week. So what are you thinking about like lineup builds like right off the hop with so many of like the best guys in the field? 
like if you just started in the 8k range like your team's still going to be good like you could start your team with will with will brooks will zalatoris sung bubba finau and a 7500 guy that could be your lineup this week yeah this has a you know it's almost like a major um where you can go so balanced because the the win equity even though the players up top are fantastic the win equity of like the eights and the low nines these are world-class players with majors with big tournaments so Everything is kind of on the table, but I, I am interested to see if that makes people less inclined to do the double 10K and things like that. All right, well, let's go to the 10Ks or even 11Ks, if that's the case, if you want to try to jam in both those guys. You got Robin Cantlay. They're both above $11,000. Justin Thomas, Morikawa, Dustin at 10-2 are the rest of the guys above 10000 I've bet Morikawa. I was surprised to see that Morikawa is priced higher than dj although dj in every single betting market on earth is lower odds it is a little surprising to me and yes that is true of looking at the betting odds uh of dj but i mean morikawa seems like everything i mean he's still it hasn't been the best star and we haven't seen him a little he was overseas and whatnot but the guy you know the irons everything we know that he can do uh still puts him in pretty good shape you know, lackluster in a couple of appearances here, but one of them, he lost eight strokes putting. So I don't read a ton into that, especially with the best players. Like, I don't really care about that. Uh, Morikawa seems fine to me. Definitely a place I'd be willing to start. Yeah, I bet Morikawa at 20 to one. I think he's down to 18 to one in most markets right now. But yeah, you hit on it. He lost eight strokes putting a year ago, overlooked the fact that he still made the cut and gained the second most strokes on approach of anyone in the field. I think I'm going to be starting my lines Morikawa Dustin and figure it out from there. And when we get to the nines, I know we're both going to like the same guy. So I need to condense everything down. It's not like I want to fade Rom because Rom, you can make Rom, Xander, and Justin Thomas all struck the shit out of the ball last week and couldn't putt. So one of them putts this week. One of those guys is probably what. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, JT, I mean, I look at his ball striking, just ridiculous. And his putter has been spotty, so it's not a total shock to see that. Xander, you get the biggest price break, and Rom's the best player. So this is what makes it tough. We've already said we. I wouldn't mind starting Morikawa. I would also like to make room for Rom, even at 11-3, and, and these other guys are scary. Once again, just like last week, I have no interest in Cantlay, and that is scary each and every week. He almost clearly won last week. He's going to be one of my bigger stands. I'm not going to Canlay this week. Yeah, you end up playing more lineups than me. So I have to make even more crazy stands at the top I want to have in this spot. Maybe I don't go Dustin. Maybe I go Morikawa and pick one of these. Because I think that Dustin's probably going to be the highest owned of these guys above 10K. Just It's the score and he's the best price of those five guys. Maybe I click Austin. If it was between Rom, Cantley, and Thomas, I know that each of them are more difficult to make lineups work, but you're a hundred percent Rom on that. Uh, I don't know about a hundred. JT, I just, I, the, I, I, so many times I get into the situation, I'm just like, man, if he flips that putter, it's over, but he seems less likely to flip the putter than these other guys, particularly Rom. I mean, Rom is doing everything and, and then some. He still came in 10th last week. We know he loves that course, but he pretty much travels anywhere uh, right now with the game that he's got going on. So I think I would try to find the extra money. Give me the 600 bucks and I'll, I'll go get Rom before I click in JT. All right, if we go to the nines, 
Rory is nine seven, but Xander is nine nine. I'm playing Rory. I bet Rory. That was my last bet. If people watch the betting show, I end up snatching him at twenty two to one. Although he might be up to twenty five to one some spots now, which you know is devastating for me because I would have rather bet the twenty five. But here we are. Yeah, we're all in on Rory, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Rory is just. Anytime I get Rory, I mean, even in the 10Ks, I still play him, but in the 9Ks especially, clearly the game uh, can handle Genesis. Everything checks out. Price is good. And the the small recency bias, I think, helps us here because it's nothing to take away from Xander. I was super heavy on Xander last week, really liked him, and he was great. But we just haven't seen Rory nearly as much uh, over here to start the season. Well, could you do? I, I like more. Uh, I like Rory more than I like anyone else in the nines, and it's sort of an out of sight, out of mind type thing because people are like, "Oh, Rory hasn't even played in 2022." It's yep. like, well, that's not so much the case. He should have won the event that Hovland won over in Dubai, but gagged it on the very last hole. Like his ball striking was immaculate that week. Uh, he's typical Rory putting, but this just feels like a course where. He's going to win at some point in his career, so I want to be there. But if you like built a core worth of guys with like 10 lineups, 20 lineups, whatever it is, could you just start it with Morikawa, Xander, Rory, and then feel pretty good about that? I think you feel fine about it. Now, you, you, and you mentioned this, you can't play everyone. This is like at a major. So not having exposure to the big three up top is going to feel uncomfortable. But if you have exposure to them, you're not going to have exposure, enough exposure for Rory, Xander, and those guys. So taking a stand somewhere, but it's interesting, you know, Hovland is the one guy I would assume after last week, he might take a bump in the ownership in a negative way. Do you have interest in blindly going back after a pretty bad performance last week? Uh, it's early in the week, obviously, but I still have him as the highest projected ownership guy. in this. That league. is wild. Yeah. Really? I have Scheffler as the lowest. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, but man, I just, I don't know about Hovland. I, I want to go back, but it's going to be somewhat ownership dependent. I don't think that there's going to be any discernible difference between Hovland, Rory, Matsuyama, Zan- Xander will probably be a little bit more just based on how he always is, and Cam Smith. Like, they're going to suck up a ton of ownership here. You're going to see a little bit of a lapse on Scheffler, and then legit no one will use Brooks again. Yeah, I mean, that part I agree with. Well, if that's the case, I'll take best available and I will take Rory out of that bunch. Yeah, it'd be Rory, then Xander for me. Although Hideki, you feel like he would do better at this course, but just he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, his ability with the long irons, obviously difficult tracks he can handle. It's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, it, it's he hasn't broken through in one, but he's also, you know, he's got results here that I, I think are pretty good i mean approach wise he's obviously handling the course well and it's typical decky so i have no problem with him it's just priorities in that range go elsewhere i was giving him some extra consideration because i broke this down more in my column up on dk nation this week where riviera is sort of like an amalgamation of a bunch of different courses that have different particular skill sets saying like you're liam neeson taken basically (laughs) the green complexes and lag putting really remind me of the same skills that you need at Augusta. And those are the type of players that end up doing really well around the greens. Like you can almost copy and paste Riviera performance on and around the greens to Augusta. Obviously Hideki has that figured out and the off the tee is very reminiscent of Augusta as well. Then everything in between uh, is essentially what Quail Hollow is. And I mean, Hideki's played well at Quail Hollow. He's played, obviously he's won the masters. So I keep kind of looping back to him because he brought his like C game last week and he was there. 
Like if he had just made a run on Sunday, he wins. No, Dengue's been great, but I mean, anytime you say Quail Hollow, uh, I think of Rory. So like, again, it's not that I don't like Decky. It's just, you want to give me the Augusta Wells Fargo type combos. Uh, give me Rory more often than not. All right. Eight K's. We're not doing Brooks actually, right? No, I leave that to you. You played him last week. I didn't even touch him last week and I survived. Essentially, like if it's not a Brooks course, it's almost like a Bubba thing now. Like if it's not a Bubba yeah. course, just don't use him. It's true. Use him at the places where he generally single year and you'll feel pretty good about it. It's trending that way, which is, is crazy with Brooks, but yeah, uh, I have no interest. All right. Eight K's we got, let's see here. Who do we got at the top? Spieth. Very good Spieth this week. Zao Torres returning from his positive COVID-19 test. You got Burns, Sungjae, Bubba, Finau, Homa, Scott, Fitzpatrick, and the Gooch. Somehow, I have the Gooch second in terms of ownership after Zalatoris in this range, which blows my mind. Give me Bubba, give me Finau, give me Homa. Those are my three with Zalatoris. I love Zalatoris this week. Pretty much in line. Uh, give me Finau, give me Homa, give me Fitzy. I'm going to stick with Fitzy. Played him two street weeks. He does what he does. Gain on the approach. Make your putts. Uh, he can handle all these things. I'm not worried about that. Uh, was fifth tier last year. Gained across the board. So I'm with you. I like the lower eights more than kind of that upper eights. But if Taylor Gooch is that popular, I would play basically everyone right above him. Yeah, I, I mean, Adam Scott, very Anderker. So that's an easy getaway from him. I don't know what to do with Sam Burns at the moment. Just looking at the early ownerships. Who do you think of all those guys as the lowest projected owned right now? Of the eights? Yeah. Spieth? Finau. Well, that doesn't make sense. I like Fino a lot. So do I. I, mean, I bet him. Double miss. Yeah, I guess the recent form, but huh, that's interesting. I would not have, I would have thought people would have said like Sunjay or, or, or Spieth, just because I, I don't know if they fit the course ideally. Uh, actually, you might be right. It might be Jordan Spieth. Now, I, I thought he was as part of the nines, but uh, yes, Spieth is projected to be. Who would use Spieth here? Not me. Um, yeah, yeah. This just doesn't seem like the answer. It isn't, but like we, all we ever talk about is finding these like leverage plays and who's the low owned guy that can really pop. It's like, it wouldn't be inconceivable that speed chips and putts his way to glory because he does that three times a year. I, I just couldn't imagine clicking his name at this price in this field. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he can do that. He's a wizard. I just don't know. And, and to his credit, his off the tee has been fine the last couple of weeks. Not that it's ever stellar, but I just worry about where he's going to be trying to play out of. Uh, this is a tough course at times. I would much prefer the guys that have a little stronger uh, ball striking type performances. Fits, huh? I can do fits. Yeah, get on the fits and train. I almost bet him. I just didn't like the number. Yeah, the... It, they really took all the fun out of that number. Essentially, yeah. the team that we're building here is that, I mean, if we just throw Rom into this mix, it's that really tough memorial year. That's the lineups that we're building right now. Like Rom, Fitz, we might as well throw Ryan Palmer into this mix. Finau. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember that year. That was uh, 
that was a good time. Fino just kept driving it into the water on the short par four. But I, I think that's a decent type of mentality to have for this course. I mean, I, I lean to those guys a little more than some of these guys that to me have only like one way to play this course. And if it's extra tough or extra, you know, extra variance, it could be a problem like Taylor Gooch to me. I get it, but I really don't understand why the ownership is consolidating that much around him. I think it's the course history at Riviera because even before he was good Taylor Gooch, he actually played really well at this course year over year over year. So like, well, now that he's good, he might as well be even better at this course. That's, yeah. I guess, the logic. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's that's a dangerous game for sure. I mean, when I make the same case for Carlos Ortiz in like six minutes, you know, we'll be on to something. But okay. Uh, that's where I'm at with him right now. He's like at that ownership, he has to be a fade, uh, especially with the names that are below him, who I just think that are better players. Who else is in here? Sungjae, 86. I can't imagine he's going to be super popular. Bad history at this course. Bad history. Couldn't really get it going at the same time, though. You know, when you, when you look at it, uh, eh, it's kind of uneventful, but I don't, I, I'm just so like Sungjae, there you go. Not that he's a bad player, but like, you know, Honda, API, like just seems like the more of the Florida swing type guy right now. I'm just trying to reimagine because Spieth is going to be the ultimate leverage play this week, right at the top. I think, yeah. He's made each of his past five cuts here. This is a slightly <laughs> easier cut to make though, right? It's slightly, like 54% of the players are going to make the cut at least it's only a 120 person field. So you might get that up to around 60%, but still like this shouldn't be a course where he plays well, you know, a T15, a T9. Maybe that's not crazy to take speed. I mean, if you're talking about like, you know, the massive, if you're trying, if you have a combination that's very chalky that you want to play and you want to throw a speed in there, clearly you're going to differentiate just by doing that. I'm just not sure that I can justify like I if I play speed and then he's just four over through six I'm just going to be really really upset uh there's so many other guys in that range additionally that's what's going to happen with Finau he's going to you're going to most likely because he he hates to birdie the first hole here and the first hole is like the easiest hole on the PGA tour and every (laughs) single year Finau cannot birdie it hopefully he starts on the other side um yeah, Tony, it's been rough, man. There's no doubt about it. He he has been, but you you bet him, right? You said that. I, yeah, I bet him. His uh, Friday in Phoenix was amazing uh, after a really poor Thursday, but it was just nice to see him have one of those rounds that you expect him to have. It's like, okay, maybe he's found something. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's a crazy thing to do. I, I look at that sometimes, whether it's a Sunday or a Friday for a guy who got cut, but I know Fino can bounce back. And again, if if people are playing that recency bias, I'm not that concerned. He has lost his putter is ice cold right now. He's going to need to flip that. But if he does, I'm sure, Fina will be just fine. Seven thousand dollar range. It's tricky because I like Leishman. Leishman's someone I bet this week. He's seventy nine hundred bucks. But like Henley's there, Kokrak's there, Neiman is there, Sanergio, Paul Casey. Like we've got some of our favorite seventy seven thousand dollars, seventy seven hundred dollars returning in, in the field this week. Like, this is where these guys are priced at majors every single time. And, and Paul Casey's like the overwhelming shock and no big shocker. Probably going to be super chalky this week. Yep. Yeah. This again, this resembles a, a major type salary uh, in a lot of ways. So I wouldn't mind having some of these guys. I like Neiman 
Um, I think he sets up pretty well. We haven't seen a ton of them, but he was good at farmers. He's got the game here. Just couldn't get it going uh, in his past events with the putter here. But you could go very balanced. And Paul Casey, answer these type of guys, I wouldn't mind having on my squad. Did Neiman went and played in Saudi Arabia, didn't he? Yeah, he was T8. So he was T6 at Farmers, T8 in Saudi Arabia. Pretty good start for him. I worry about his chipping. Uh, yeah, that's something to definitely worry about. I mean, he's just such a good score. If he makes the cut, and it is a slightly easier cut to make, he's so live to outscore his placement. He's just a prolific scorer. He can take apart some of these par fives. Price is right. I bet him at 60 to 1. Uh, that's probably a little rich, but... At the same time, I still think Neiman is in line for that next step. I don't think it's that big of a leap between him and the guys kind of in that 9K range. Do you have any particular lean on Kokrak? Who, <laughs> he, on paper, this is a perfect course for him. It's only really happened once for him. I mean, you could put him with Neiman in the all-can't-chip team. Um, I don't know. Kokrak... It was so much easier for me when he was just like not relevant in situations like this, but he's been much better. I, I still worry about his around the green though. Well, if, if that's the case, I'm going to pass. I'm, I'm definitely using Leishman. I'll make a decision on one of these other guys. It's probably not going to be a chalky Paul Casey. It might be Neiman. That, that might be the way to play this. I really like Kevin Na at 7,600 bucks because no one is going to play him at that price. So that, yeah, there's more leverage. Maybe pair him with Spieth and you get dangerously unique. Oh, boy, do, are we going to build the all like magic beans? Is it Mackenzie? Oh, Mackenzie yep. is playing. We could have Spieth. We could have Spieth, Na, Reed, Bezadenhout, Mac Fitzy. Hughes. We just need to, we, what's that? Who would be the other Fitzy? one? Fitzy. Yeah, Fitzy. Fitzy is the other guy, I guess. Norrin. Yeah, there, there's a lot of magic beans type players in here. What about Sergio? Three top 25 so far overseas. This, I mean, he crushes the scores. I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I legit have no idea what, like, are we going to start getting him at like 7,100 bucks at majors soon? Oh, yeah, that'll happen. And then I will play him and it won't go as Sergio Majors. Uh, this is a weird, this is to me, there's always a breaking point in the pricing. And to me, it's in the mid sevens. Like, you get it from Neiman, Kokra, Casey. Then you start, it's a weird, you know, Reed is down there, which is shocking. List is up. Peters is here. Thigala, like what a weird mix of players in, in the mid to low sevens. I would take Peters. Like Peters is like a lock button play here. He's going to be excellent. Probably missed the cut, but he should be really good. It's going to break. What do you think the chances are he breaks a club? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I would go with 100 which that doesn't mean he's not going to play well. He does that all the time anyway. Uh I mean, you don't have to sell me on Thomas Peters. I'm I'm a big Thomas Peters guy. But what about Reed? Like everyone is talking about, you know, Reed is like 90 to one in the outright market, blah, blah, blah. I didn't bet. I'll be honest. Not that I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea, but I didn't bet him. I didn't bet him either. Like, what do we do? I don't understand what he's doing well right now. And that's always the scariest part about Reed, right? Where he could be playing like such crap. And then all of a sudden he's the Patrick Reed who wins his two tournaments a year. And it's like, oh yeah, sh should have saw that coming. Every time he's above 50, I should auto bet him. And then we don't because he's just playing so horribly the times that he ends up breaking through. I can't do it. I wouldn't trust my, I would rather play Siwoo. Yeah, I just, I mean, it, it's Reed, so stuff can happen, but his off the T game right now is just, it's like non-competitive. So I, I don't know why 
I would force that in there. There are other guys. I, I like Corey Connors quite a bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a little off base, but at Augusta, I've been really impressed when I've seen him there. Uh, and you know, he, he can do, it's not the best right now. And the irons were a little cold, but seeing him take that step in some big time tournaments, including majors, I like Connors. I put him last week. It was uneventful, but he's a lock to gain off the tee. The price is right. I think he could have a fine week here. I'm with you on Connors. The one thing I do really worry about, I was thinking about that Augusta stuff too. Like he's played really well at the masters every single time that he's played. I just feel like these greens might eat him up, man. Like he's so bad around the greens. It's, it's definitely scary. So he needs, there's no doubt he needs to mask that with his ball striking, which normally I feel good about. He wasn't great at Phoenix there. He actually flipped the putter. He's not going to be able to survive if his irons aren't good here, but I, I still bet on him ball striking wise to be okay. And he's got some reps here. It hasn't been good, but again, digging into that, I mean, he, he lost over three strokes putting in both of those. So I don't know what exactly we would expect. He just needs to obviously change that. Luke list is still number one for the stats in this field. Guy is, uh, I mean, at least he's back to normal. He lost six strokes putting last week. Yeah. Just, that's, that's probably going to happen again. Like, is he, if we just think about the context of the past, I don't know, eight months or so. Like Gooch is being priced at what is it, eight thousand bucks? But like List has been the better player over the past eight months. List price doesn't move. Like he 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 is in this micro range, and it, it's just always there. Uh, it's just tough in a strong field because there are guys that are getting price breaks. Like you do have Reed Peters is there. We've talked about like I don't know what to do with Sheamus to be honest. Like. I think I'll probably let him go. And if he beats me, he beats me. But there's just a lot of names. And then my boy Norin is there. You have any interest in, in jumping on Norin? I, I don't, but I figured that you were going to play him. Yeah, I mean, I lucked out last week. I took a flyer on him and he gained seven strokes putting. Uh, he does that, though. So I, I don't think it's crazy. He can handle this course. Honestly, I would rather play Norin than play Reed. I could see that. I'd rather play Siwoo than both those guys. Okay. And list. I mean, I don't like that list has become like a guy that everyone uses now. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. That's not, that shouldn't be allowed. I hate when, you know, the guys that you discover become popular in society. That's, that's no bueno, but I mean, he gained automatic T to green His around the green game is very good. He's just, you know, as bad of putter as you're ever going to find. Yeah, maybe back on POA like it was at Torrey Pines. Maybe he can figure it out just a little bit. We don't need him to win at this price. No. I mean, he scores. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just Peters does a lot of the same things. And I just – I don't get that many chances to play Peters. I got to take advantage. Yeah. uh, I'm playing Bobby Mack, 7,100 bucks. I made a big case for him on the betting show. I bet Robert McIntyre at 140 to 1 to win this. It's just – there's something about lefties at this course that they just play really Bubba Phil Weir ends up doing fine. He's won twice at Riviera and it'd be one thing like it's not uh, listen, Brian Harmon might have a little bit of an issue here, but Robert McIntyre in his master's debut came T12 last year. Like it seems to all be setting up for him. Yeah. I mean, he can play. There's no doubt about it. We don't really get to see him uh, much, if at all, outside of WGCs and high-end, you know, masters, major type tournaments. So 71 in a field 
like this, I know it resembles a major, but I still think it's a better setup. <laughs> I, I will say I had a pretty good week last week. And even though he was so bad Saturday, Keegan on Sunday actually really helped me. Ball striking was good. The putting was just awful as it always is. Do you have any interest in going to Keegan? I used him last week as well. I was kind of riding that wave with you. Uh, oh, so bad. And then it was good. I mean, but, but the thing is, the issue with Keegan and certain guys like this, Connors is a little bit like this too, is that when you see where they eventually, like after using them during the course of a week and seeing what they do, ultimately you end up frustrated despite the fact that you made a good play by playing them, if that makes any sense. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I know how that feels. Uh, like, like it, fe- it feels like they sucked, but when you go and look at the numbers, like, oh, no, they didn't suck. It just, it felt that way. Yeah, it's just, it's fu- it's a frustrating roster, but I, I like to, I don't know, maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment because I like to, to force myself to play some of those type of guys. And, you know, Keegan can go full Keegan. We've seen it many a times. But man, I have some interest in the lower sevens with him. He, he can really strike the ball. His course history is not great. Uh, and I worry he gets eaten alive by these greens. You got to kind of take some of those risks. I wouldn't advocate everywhere, but I'll probably take some shots with Keegan because he's sandwiched between Bez and Hadwin. Uh, it's just a different type of player. I think I would feel more comfortable with Bez and Hadwin, to tell you the truth. I Just looking back, to, dating back to 2016, like it, it's such a problem for him on and around the green at this course. Like it's not even close. Like he chips himself at a tournament. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that could be a death sentence. There's no doubt that that, that could just be the, once again, the story with him. I, I was even like in the lower part, like Ortiz is one who has just before last year had played this course really well. And this was the beginning of his like downturn last year where he kind of like was crappy for six months. He is seemingly out of that right now. I mean, he makes a hole in one every single round based on what I see. So obviously you want him in your drafting. So I pay 7,000 bucks. I like him here. What do you do with Hadwood? Cause it kind of looks like he might be back. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I mean, he has certain, he's becoming one of these guys. I always think of like Johnny Vegas where it's like, it doesn't matter how they're playing. They get to their spots and they're just good. And I like had one a couple of times. Now it's come into some of these early season type events, not playing particularly well. And it's just like, all right, this is his time. And, and he gets it going. I don't know like, if I really want to chase it here though. I'll be honest. I think I'm going to take some shots with some real jabronis in the low sevens. And he, he seems more on the safer side. Uh, well, I mean, he's gained over three and a half strokes on approach the last two events. So between Pebble and Phoenix, and then looking back at his course history here, it's a mixed course history, obviously, because you know, he was good for two years and he was really crappy for two years, but he's never missed a cut at this event in seven tries. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. I, again, I can't tell he part of it here every single year, oh, man. Like even last I, year, 26, 26, I don't want to play him, but maybe, don't maybe. Play him. play Keegan Bradley. Yeah. That, Oh, that's good. Um, what is Hadwin? Maybe I'll Hadwin's like four to one for a top 20. That's not even that bad. I'm looking at the betting markets. Uh, it's Molinari's home course. If you didn't know no, that, that can't, I can't do that. I would rather play Hadwin. Yeah, I, I think that I think that narrative is going to get talked up this week about Good. Molinari, and it's the last time you can play him because it's California, where sure. he is the only places where he's really played well over the past two years. I'd rather play Hadwin this week. 
I will play. Yeah. I'll play Hadwin Ortiz and Robert McIntyre. I am. If Mav McNeely had played last week, what would have his ownership have been? Because now, like, no one wants him. I know. Again, recency bias. He didn't even do anything. He just took a week off. But, uh, I mean, he's still – this is still California. It's still POA. Mav's got the talent. Another guy where I'm a little worried about the course with him, but not as much. I mean, he's, he's making cuts left and right. Good putter. I prefer Connors. I'll say that. But if I, if I landed on a little Maverick, would I be upset? Definitely not. I, the one that was actually weirdly sticking out to me, because I don't know how people are going to take him this week, but doesn't this T Gala run remind you a little bit of Sam Burns's run last year? Like, cause T Gala was in the mix at Torrey Pines. He just had a really bad Saturday, but he was in like one of the final two groups, I think. Uh, and then he kind of went away and then he shows up to Phoenix and he's in the final group. Like this is what Burns was doing through the West coast swing last year. And then all of a sudden he was the leader on the back nine on Sunday and then he melted down again, but he, he more than paid off his price. Yeah. I mean, it, my, my bank account, they feel the same. Cause I have I didn't play Burns during that run and I, I haven't been playing Thigala. So uh, I just, I, I have trouble with guys like this because it's so hard to gauge he could be like the most underpriced guy in the entire field or the most overpriced guy. I feel like we just don't know. Um, so if like you're buying on Thiegel a long term and you think that he's, you know, as good as someone like Sam Burns, then you're going to find him in the mid to upper eights next year. And I get it. I think for me though, uh, I'll let other people do that. There's too many other guys I would rather play that. I, I know a little more about trying to look up what EVR was doing overseas. Cause when I did my initial run through uh, on the research show, he just kept popping up and all the stuff that I, that I prioritize at this course. I was like, this can't be good. No. So he was fourth in Saudi Arabia, 12th in Abu Dhabi, 20th at Sony. Well, he's progressively getting better. He has four starts this year, 25th, 20th, 12th, fourth, first EVR. Pair him up with Peters. Uh, <laughs> you all break break stuff team because that guy's got a temper too i mean evr in theory i'm pretty sure i i don't know exactly what he does well but i think he should be good except around the green around the green for him gets dangerously insane it's, it's tough he's not a great putter either he hits his long irons really well i when he it's funny when he first came over because I used to love playing him. Both of us used to always bet him in Euro before yep. he became a PGA player. He was basically like European Luke List. Yeah, it was great. Couldn't, could, yeah, short game, putting awful. But lately, though, I can't get a read on like exactly what he's doing. It's just like a scatter. He reminds me of Tom Lewis now, who was just out of control. <laughs> you can't pinpoint one single thing. No, that's the Fratelli. Or poorly. It's the whack-a-mole. Yeah, like Fratelli. Best putter on tour sometimes off the tee game first, 10 strokes game with the irons, but he also loses five strokes in all of those categories frequently. I, I think with the Kikuya grass this week and just like how dominant that is when you get to the rough, I think that it does help out the South Africans a little bit because they are used to this. Where's That's, Louis? I, I don't know because Louis usually plays this. Yeah, I know. And he, he played, did he play last week? He did, yeah. He was another guy that I used who had a bad Sunday. Yeah, I don't even really remember him. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't mind EVR. It's just, again, he's got serious limitations around the green. He can mask that with ball striking, and I, I'll probably bet that he does on some. 
in some capacity. It's just that's that's his out. Strike it really well. Can't chip. I am going to throw him into the tentative player pool for the moment uh, in case I need some guys in the lower sevens. I don't want to use Keegan or Connors this week. Although the Connors price is so intriguing. I like Connors, yeah. Just because it's so much less than it usually is. Connors just to me, he's just a player. Like I, I'm, I am on Corey Connors this week. It could bite me because the ball striking hasn't been as good, but I think he can, he can look pretty good this week at 73. If he, if he looks okay this week, like, I feel good about him in one of these Florida events. API. I could see him winning that. Yeah. Or even Honda. Honda is just, there's no, People, the people who do good at Honda is it's guys like like Sam Saunders will be back and it's just like oh okay he's just been here for four years waiting for this moment because I I can't do Honda right never get it right yeah I'm telling you just take the absolute like worst guys in the field and hope they don't hit it into the water you'll be fine that's one of the animal themes right yeah yeah I don't do good fair, at fair crap Fair trap, yeah, not a fair trap, and then three snake weeks later, pit. Yeah, snake pit, which I love. I love Valspar. Valspar, yeah, that's a cool uh, one. I was I was fair. trying to rank like all the places because I really like. I love watching Riviera on TV. I think it looks spectacular. Uh, like I remember when I finally got like an HD TV like ten years ago. I started watching this course. There's the I think it's the par five fifteenth or par three fifteenth or sixteenth, whatever it is. That has that dead tree in the background right off the tee box. It looks amazing. One of the most beautiful courses that you'll see. Like, it looks really old when you look at it, which is not something that you see on TV a lot. If that makes sense at all. No, I, I get it. I mean, like, put it this way: you know, on Mad Men, how usually when you see shows from like the '60s or whatever, like everything looks like really crappy. Like it looks really old, but obviously they're in the 60s. They're rich dudes in the 60s. So all their stuff is brand new that it's really cool to see like the 60s style, but see it like actually look nice. That's how I feel about Riviera in a way. Mint condition, old stuff. Uh, okay. The, the Roger Sterling, of course, is I can live with that. Who would be the Roger Sterling of the PGA Tour? Is it Ricky Fowler? Because he's in the 60s. Prob- Just, yeah, I mean, I, I love both of them dearly, so... Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well just give all your private data to hackers or advertisers or ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history will be more completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, your tablets, your phones, even devices like Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. And IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. 
So go to ipvanish.com slash mayo. Use promotional code mayo to claim 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash mayo. Our next partner is a product I use literally every day, and I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to feel better in the morning. I wanted to have better gut health. And guess what? Six months into this, I do. It is terrific. I think all of you should go out and get Athletic Greens right now because you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. It's been really working for me. I have more energy. I'm more full in the morning, and I'm just eating healthier because of it. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, or nothing, it's something that you're going to want to have. AG1 Athletic Greens is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. It's quick. You just pour it into the water, shake it up, boom. You're off to the racing races. And you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. You don't need to take millions of supplements. It's all in Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What are we doing in the $6,000 range? Because you kind of hit on it. Like there's guys, you can use the Gim Reaper. Patrick Rogers is shaping up to be chalky. That's always fun. I like, I think I might like Cameron Young. I just like Cameron Young and he bombs it. Seen his name quite a bit. I don't think I've ever, I'm always looking to break guy I've never played. And I'm not sure I've ever played Cameron Young before. Cameron Young and and Pendrith would be the other one in this field. Like they're both bombers who can't hit irons, but actually putt. They're they're really weird. I got a name. I think it's pretty bad. What about Kuchar? Can you give me one reason to play him? Um, one reason. Let's say he came in second here two years ago. Did he really? Was that the year that like Scott won? Like Damon was up there. HB3 was leading most of the day. Was it that year? It was the year Adam Scott won. Yeah. That is that year. Yeah. And Scott Brown was in the mix. Scott was Scott Brown. Boy. He didn't Uh, win, did he? (laughs) No, no. Confirmed him win. I mean, Kucher's course history, it's not great, but he makes the cut, you know, it looks like 10 out of 12 years. The putting has still been good. His, his ball striking in the last couple of weeks has been poor. There's no doubt about it, but short game is good. He seems to be able to handle this course. And we are in the make the cut and you pay off your salary range. 68 for him. Well, I, I do worry though, because like you kind of hit on it, like a, such higher percentage of players make the cut this week that I just don't know if I want to go down. Yes, obviously you need six of six. That's important. But Kuchar just doesn't strike me as the type that's actually going to score on the weekend if he makes, like, if he gets through the cut, it's because he played, like, bogey-free golf. Zach Johnson? Yeah. One par, one, or 16 pars, one birdie, one bogey style? Yeah, that doesn't get it done. Like, where if you went with your boy Lahiri at the dead min, like, you're getting two eagles and four triple bogeys, like, he's scoring if he makes the cut. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Lahiri pays off his tag even in 36 holes sometimes because it's just, like, eagle streaks. And then others. Uh, fine, you want to score. What about Munoz? 
Munoz was fourth in ball striking last week. Really good T to green, elite scorer. I mean, I worry about this. I worry about this type of course for him, but I mean, he's not expensive. He's not expensive. And again, it's a small sample size. I don't read a ton into this, but he's played here twice. He made the cut both times and he was positive around the green and putting in all of them. Like it seems like he might be okay around these greens. Yeah. And T to green, like I said, last week, it was like Rom, Thomas, Munoz, Xander. <laughs> it's kind of strange. <sighs> Man, I, I can't even – what is Wise doing? I use – man, he blew up what would have been my best lineup last week, and it wasn't even close by the time the, the 36 came around. I do appreciate that he has – like, Ricky, no matter what he does, he only misses the cut on the number. Wise has moved on from that. Like, he doesn't even – he's just like seven strokes off the cut line with two holes to go. Like, you don't even have to worry about him. Uh, he has no chance lately, so – I appreciate that, but it's also quite disturbing. I don't know if I can go back. I might just roll those shares to Mito or Cam Davis. You know, Cam Davis is another guy who blew me up. Mito, I could see. Like, Mito still rates out really well. He legit missed the cut on the number, didn't he? He was, he was right there. I don't know exactly where he was, but he wasn't – it wasn't like he played awful. He just happened to miss the cut. When I did the early look – uh, Matt Wallace kept jumping off the page. And he where was, is he? Oh. He was so bad last week, and he's been bad now, like for a bit. But I don't know. He has a weird speed skill set to me. Matt you know Wallace, I my, like you know, I love my like random euros who win over there, and I'm like, maybe they'll someday do it over here. His stats last week, though, extra bad. Yeah, not good. Not, not great, good. Bob. Yes, a double not great, Bob. He's he is Matt Wallace, the Pete Campbell of this range. So, uh, you do have, I mean, if you want to go back to South Africans, you've got Grace and Charles down here. Yeah, I mean, I, I once bet Charles to win this event, and that was like seven years ago. And that, even at the time, felt like, man, is Charles any good anymore? And like, now we're here seven years later. What are we doing with Charles? Yeah, I, I don't think you want to. I, I don't think you want to play Charles, but this is one of the few weeks so far this year. I, I think I might play guys sub 65. Like there are still names down here. Okay. Who can we find from sub? Oh, Vince Whaley. Wyndham Clark. Lipsky's been playing well. Wyndham Clark actually plays really. I think he has two top twenties and two starts at this event. He is like a, a POA machine. He's an Oregon kid. Uh, but but I think, I think that he kind of plays into that other weird type of skill set that you want. Like Cam Young. Wyndham Clark, Taylor Pendrith, guys who absolutely mash it off the tee, can't hit an iron, can't chip, pretty good putters. Yeah, that's the Cameron Champ formula. Like, he wins twice a year because he gains 10 strokes putting, not because he drives it 400 yards. Like, uh, now Champ is here. Is I'm he? not, yeah, Champ's here. I don't good. think I can do it, though. I mean, he's won in California before. <laughs> Won the same event that Max Homa won earlier this year. Who won last year's tournament? Max Homa, this year's winner, Cameron Champ. Max Homa's uh, got Quail Hollow stuff too, doesn't he? He does. He has three. He has three wins, and two of them are Riviera and Quail Hollow. Somehow. That's why I like that guy. I Max Homa gets it done. At, I love Quail Hollow. What about Bo Hostler? Oh, I don't know, man. 
No. I, I, I feel like everyone just wants Bo Hossler to be like back. But I don't know if I, I was never on it to begin with. So maybe I'm a very poor judge of this. I, I just don't get it with him. I, I feel like he needs to gain. And this didn't happen. I guess it did happen at Pebble Beach that he just needs to gain so many strokes putting to win that it's tough. Although taking a look back here, like even at the Fortnite championship, the one that Homo won, almost 10 strokes putting, the guy crushes Poa Greens. Yeah, I mean, that's his out. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know. though. There's just, there's some bad names here. I Maybe maybe I take back what I said. There are names, but this is pretty dicey sub 65. Uh, we should bring up, so Mito is going to be on my short list. You're not using Ricky again, are you? I mean, I might just have like one just so I could live with myself, but no, he's not in the core. That's for, I didn't use him last week much. Uh, do you go with Chuck Hoffman rebound week? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Charlie Hoffman, I think it was Saturday. He had a round after he said what he said, uh, where he was so far down the leaderboard. It was bad. It was one of the weekend rounds. He was quite, quite lost. Yeah, 79 on Saturday. My God. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick with the Cameron Young Wyndham Clark, Taylor Pendrith, like trio of that type of player. You might be able to talk me into Cam Davis as well, because I feel like he's also that sort of player, although he does not putt quite as well as those guys generally do. And then all of a sudden you just have Min whoop, Lee sitting at 6,600 bucks. I have no idea if this course is good for him or not. But when we think like Min Woo Lee is like the 48th ranked player in the world. Ricky Fowler is like the 3,000th ranked player in the world. That's true. Uh, I I can't. I'm not playing Min Woo Lee. It's just not going to happen. But again, I'll make the same case for him that I did for Thigala, even more so. Like Min Woo Lee might just be amazing. I, I don't think that's the case. But if he is, you're never going to find him at prices like this long term. But I I would rather play like certainly Wyndham Clark. Even Aaron Rye is down there. I've played him a little bit so far this year, and he's been fine. There's still names that I know a little more about that I'm I'm more on board with. So looking at the projected ownership from the six thousand dollar range, it's like Patrick Rogers, Mito. Like it's Patrick Rogers, no one, Stallings, Mito, Munoz. That's it. <laughs> that's your chalk in this. <laughs> yeah, that's. And that's not uh, even chalk. Like only Rogers might push ten percent. Yeah, you could play kind of, you know, ownership is not going to be a huge issue there. I'm not going to play Patrick Rogers at 10%. That's just not going to happen. Um, it's just it's just trying to figure out how many guys is too many guys from down here. Like, I looked at Doc Redman. He's starting to find it a little bit. Uh, 2007, just, 2017 U.S. Amateur winner at Riviera, Doc Redman. You see, now you're going to end up. That's going to be an expensive little statement you just said, because I'm going to end up putting him in some of these lineups now, probably. Well, how about this? Thomas Peters, second at this event in 2017, the then the Genesis Open or whatever it was. But I believe at Illinois, he won the NCAA championship at this course, like 2012. you have any of these stats for Grio by any chance? Um, he actually rates out really well for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's <laughs> got... <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He's another one. I don't know what he's doing lately. It's it's not good. He hasn't finished better than T63 in like five months. 
But when he does, he came it's usually a top 20. Um, yeah, there's really – I can't even say it's putting. It's just – he's just not even striking it that good anymore. And he's still driving it well. The approach is bad. The chipping's bad. The putting's bad. Like, the last time that he actually, like, played really well with his irons, he had that huge stretch where he was, like, Corrales, Heritage, Wells Fargo, PGA Championship, Charles Schwab. He was, like, great, on fire through those, and he's been crappy ever since. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I, I don't think I – like, I, again, there. this is where I, I go skill set. Like, if I need a bomber – or someone I'll go like Hagee, you know, if I need some type of like putting specialist, not that I'm going to play like Brian Stewart or Molnati, but if I needed one, I would look to them. Uh, not going to try to mess around this slow. I think I'm just going to stick with the, with the bomb and gouge formula here. It's worked for yeah. Bubba in the past. Maybe I do have to put champion. Like if I'm going to use Clark Young and Pendrith, I might as well use champ too. Right. Yes. In that, in that concept, I would agree. Uh, it's, those guys, when you don't get them right, it looks silly because they're, they're like, even with Wolf, they're, you know, dead they're for so last bad. equity is huge, but it doesn't so really bad. matter. It's, yeah, it's really bad. All right. Well, let's try to help the peoples out here. The play, the best play is lineup. Okay. I don't even know where to start with this. I, I was going to ask you that. Like, do we start with Xander? I guess so. DJ? Gooch? Apparently Gooch. I, List? Like, is List in the play the best plays lineup? Patrick Rogers? Like, I feel like that's too low for the play okay. the best plays. If we just look at ownership right now, like Casey and List probably are on the team. Casey and List. Okay. I think so. I like If we start with those guys, and I think DJ is going to be the highest owned guy. Which DJ, is- Xander, Gooch, List, and Casey? Let's see. Dustin, Xander, Gooch. Dear God. List, Casey. What does that leave us with? At least it was 6,900 left. Ah, yes. Troy Merritt. Excellent. Oh, your boy. He made the run at Pebble. I know. I was going to come and fly wherever you live and strangle you if he won i was so mad that he was in contention. you wouldn't have been able to find me because i would have been actually uh in a private oh. island if he won yeah, you would have bought an island at that point yeah that would have been act that would have been truly useful all right let's get rid of goo maybe it's not xander we want to go to you're like i mean is there really there's not really going to be that much difference between xander and like zalatoris this week will z and so now at Zalatoris, we have $8,000 left. Leash fits into that pretty well. So, yeah, that leaves us Dustin Zalatoris. It's actually Gooch, not bad. Gooch, List, Casey, Leishman as, with 100 bucks left as the team. I'd need worse lineups. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad-looking lineup at all. Right. So that's one. That's play the best plays lineup on the Pat Mayo Experience. You can enter it in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League on DraftKings if you want to. And because the show is so crappy today and you've watched all the way to the end, I thank you for that. Smash a like anyway. At noon Eastern on Tuesday through noon Eastern on Wednesday, I've given away a bunch of free tickets into the $20 on DraftKings this week. So just at the PME on Twitter, you'll be able to find that. No problem. What do you got going on this week, Ben? 
Yeah, uh, over at Osmo, obviously, even with no NFL, we are extremely busy from NBA to PGA for me, and I, I can't wait for March Madness. So you're going to get some tools and just join a, a fun community, awesomeo.com slash join. We'd love to have you as part of the team. You going to play Bryson on the uh, the Saudi tour? Yeah, man, Bryson, uh, sticking it to the man. Apparently, he's got injuries at all parts of his body, so we'll see when he comes back. I really do appreciate, like, it's funny that he's, like, become, like, the guy attached. Although, 100% chance if this is a real thing, Dustin Johnson plays. I know, yeah. I mean, Bryson's just a lightning rod for uh, this type of stuff. But um, but, we'll but, see. Like, I, but the, the two things seem to be, it's like, oh, I can't believe it's like, I hate Bryson so much. I can't believe Bry- I hate Bryson now even more that he's taking this money. He's like, well, this is great. You don't like this tour. You don't like Bryson. This gives you every reason not to watch that. Yeah, get him out. Um, yeah, send Phil with him, please. Phil's not in this, right? In this tournament, no. Okay, I was going to say. Just making sure. Yeah, apparently my video went frozen. Yeah, you've been, you've been frozen. I've just been using the force to anticipate uh, what you've been saying. Yeah, he's got a message like, Pat, you're frozen. So uh, we're probably a good time to get out of here. Thank you for taking your time to do this, Benjamin. It's very early here in Vegas. So uh, hopefully we can get this show out to the masses. And it's not too shitty. How does my audio sound? Because obviously I can't hear it. I won't be able to hear it until after the fact. Do I sound clear at least? Sounds good to me. I mean, I heard everything you said, but uh, hopefully my audio is not good because I gave some pretty bad, hot, spicy takes here. But no, I think we got through it. It was uh, not ideal conditions, but we powered through. We're going to have uh, players coming up soon. I believe my studio is going to be open. You know what Ooh. I might do is have you on the line. Tambo in studio. I like the sound of that. I can yell at Tambo in real life. I'm, I'm always down for uh, that type of strategy. Let's do it. All right, dude. Thank you for that. Once again, Pat Mayo Experience, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Although the audio quality probably isn't up to what you're used to. It happens like two times a year. Figure it out. Play in the DraftKings League, fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off, and that will do it for me. Thank you. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!